to the ether today is sunday february 5th 2023 today on the ether the terraport dex ama hosted by wsb trader rocco let's take a listen yeah so the plan for today was to talk a bit about terra Vita, have a catch up with rexy as well you guys probably know him we've spoken to him before and then focus on the terraport um dex that's launching so we've got a few questions around it um been sent a few questions so some really good things some queries as well so i was really looking forward to this hopefully we can get this issue sorted if not we might have to rearrange but let's give it five or ten minutes see if we can resolve the issue first i can see another accounts for terraport i don't know if you guys want to have a quick chat with us whilst we wait for rexy hello there i didn't realize you'd actually started there was holding was holding on so i thought i'd go make a cup of tea <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, we, we usually wait a couple of minutes, but yeah, it's, it's fine that we have you in, have you here now, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, it's been quite the journey. Um, I think last time we spoke was last year during the burn uh, tax with Vegas and Ed, um, and obviously you with Terra Rebels and Terra Civita. Lots have happened in the Lunsi Lunk uh, landscape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, crikey, what's that? Uh, well, we're in February now, aren't we? So that must be five months ago, something like that, maybe even six. It's uh, Time's just absolutely flying by, isn't it? Yeah, it goes It goes really quick. So I think, obviously, I've spoken to you before. Do you want to give an intro of your involvement with Lunacy, and then we can start asking some questions about Terra Port, Terra Civita? Yeah, absolutely. Um Okay, so for those that don't uh, know me, I've kind of been here um, in the, the lunacy uh, ecosystem, you might say, um, since early May. Um, I was initially uh, within the, the Terra Rebels group, uh, one of the steering members uh, there, or on the steering group there for, for some while. Um, and then when Neblio came on the scene, I thought, that's not really for me. Um, so... Uh, I kind of left there um, and uh, set up a, another development group, um, which was with Ed and Aventus at the time. Aventus, somebody did a lot of uh, front-end work um, back in the early days. Um, you know, he's it, quite well known there. Some of you may remember him. Um, and then uh, the group kind of developed. Um, uh, Ed decided to set up the Terra Grants Foundation. Um, and as part of doing that, we kind of felt that, you know, the, the potentially there could be a conflict of interest if we ever went in for a for some funding where TGF was essentially going to, you know, um, cast their eyes over it. So we thought it was probably just better if, um, you know, we kind of went separate ways from that point of view. But we still get on, you know, really well and, uh, you know, talk regularly and 
you know, help each other out where we can, because um, that's what it's all about. It's about collaboration, isn't it? So within Terra Vita, um, for going back maybe five months ago, um, we, well, I guess what, what how Terra Vita came about was about five months ago, there was a lot of, I'm going to call it FUD, about Terraform Labs. Um, and then uh, essentially having the endpoints, if you like, um, which is, you know, essentially servers that you um, essentially request information from. Let's think of it that way. Um, and there's there's a lot of thought about those essentially just going to turn things off just like that. Um, and my management, um, sorry, my background is risk management. So I kind of looked, um, tried to try to understand the risks a lot further. Um, and as part of that, I realized that maybe the better solution was rather than us all running around like headless chickens trying to get pull requests accepted and things like this, um, was if we pursued an alternative endpoint solution. So um, that's what I set about doing. Um, and I ended up making an agreement with all nodes. Um, and that's how we came back managing the infrastructure. So as an infrastructure provider, you might say that was really, you know, the the, the, the birth, if you like, of, of TerraVita. And since then, we've gone on and done um, lots of other things as well. Um, so, yeah, so in a nutshell, that's how, how TerraVita came about. And that's uh, kind of the, the part that I've kind of played in it. Oh, that's really good to hear. And, and you touched on Terra Rebels. You did, to be fair to you, you did DM me um, about, uh, what was going on and maybe myself and lunatic gave terror rebels uh you know the benefit of the doubt for longer so fair play for that i remember you sending me quite a few messages uh, i think we were messaging back then so um yeah a bit of a shout out to you as well for you know, seeing that coming i suppose no i appreciate that it's um like i said i've spent 20 oh crikey what were we in um but I've spent nearly 25 years in risk management um, and working at an international level as well. Um, so I guess it's ingrained in me to always ask ask the questions that maybe other people don't think about. Um, I'm an extremely logical person. So if I don't have um, specific evidence to kind of back up my thought processes, then, you know, I tend to question deeper. Um, if you like, so so that's like I said, that's this is how we ended up with the the endpoints as well. You know, I'm always kind of looking in, in risk management. We call it horizon scanning. So essentially, it's always looking for the things that aren't around now, which could become hazards and risks in the future. Um, and if you kind of if you kind of plan for the unexpected, and hopefully the unexpected doesn't happen, at least you're prepared. Um, so that's that's why we're in the the, the irony with the. Um, I said with the endpoint elements is that we have a great working relationship with TFL. Um, and that was something that I kind of wanted to explore as well, because I thought, why are these people apparently spending hundreds of thousands of pounds a month hosting our chain, essentially babysitting us, really? Um, but everybody seems to think that they're, you know, horrendous and evil and stuff. And it just didn't add up. Um, you know, TFL they're a very successful business and um, you know, other than obviously what happened with, um, you know, the DPEG. Other than that, I mean, they've got a phenomenal track record. I mean, they don't make silly decisions. So it just did not add up. 
Um, so I set about, you know, trying to find out what was really going on and um, ended up uh, kind of meeting up with Jared, if you like, or, you know, through Discord and things like that. Um, and was kind of like boats passing in the night for quite a while because I'd leave him a message, he'd leave me a message, and I kind of kept thinking, well, we're not really getting very far here. And it just happened that one day we was both online at the same time and we sparked up a conversation. And I, after about half an hour or an hour of chatting, I came away thinking, that's a real professional guy. He's really helpful, collaborative, wants to see us do well. And I thought, have I got the right person? Because um, <laughs> I thought this isn't what I was expecting. Was, and it kind of took my breath away a bit, really, because I thought, what, what's going on? Um, so, you know, I'll not speculate on, you know, uh, what that may have been. But, um, you know, the good news is, is that, you know, we, we get on really well with them. It's more emotional, isn't it? What's happened with Luna and the DPEG and people's money involved. I think it's like more emotional than logically thinking how TFO has been supporting Luna. People just have an initial reaction and connection to Doquan and some negative feelings towards it more than a logical one. Yeah, it, it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, well, you, you know, you, you'll know as well as me all the different conspiracy theories you get. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you, you could have, I don't know, if you had it as some kind of series on, you know, um, you know, on telly or something like that, you could have, you know, hundreds of bloody series out of it. There's just been, <laughs> there's just been so many. But um, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, the more logical and obvious thoughts tend to be the uh, the ones that kind of play out at the end of the day. So, um, but yeah, anyway, we're, we're where we are. <laughs> yeah, and there's, been, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been a massive amount of um, kind of walk that's gone under the bridge. I mean, I've not had a day off since May the 12th. Um, I don't think I've done less than at least, well, I don't know, 12 hours a day every day since May the 12th. Even Christmas Day and Boxing Day and stuff, it's just, you know, it's just endless. Um, I mean, towards December there, we kind of, um, or November even, uh, we'd set about creating a, a hub, which we're still kind of working on. Um, but each time we've nearly got to the stage of about launching this hub, um, something else has cropped up. So, you know, we ended up um, kind of looking after the casino, the Terra Casino, which has been fantastically supportive with us. And um, we're, we're just massively lucky to have that, to be fair. It's the seventh biggest dap in, in crypto. And, um, you know, it burns a hell of a lot of stuff in support of Lunk as well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a really good team. But, but that came out of a scam. Um, not the casino, Ace and Twad, but somebody wanted to use the casino to create a token um, to essentially rubble people. And, um, you know, me being very curious, I kept asking more and more questions and thinking just, you know, my spider sense was saying something wasn't quite right. Um, anyway, to cut a long story short, I ended up getting in touch with the casino and, you know, then all of a sudden the, the puzzle pieces fell into place and I thought, you know, I could see what was going on. So, um, and then after that, of course, we had the... Um, what you feel like the TRD peg, if you like, you might say, um, where the um, terror station had a, you know, some troubles following the the code update, um, and you know, it's, we kind of thought, what's the best thing to do for the community, and that was let them use our infrastructure. Um, and it's, I mean, our infrastructure has been running for months and months, but we've just had limited traffic to it. 
So it was actually a good opportunity for us to actually test it out. Um, we didn't have an FCD at that point, but um, you know we have since then, and we've put a GRPC on as well, um, and it's it's working fine. But uh, um, yeah, that that was the approach that we took then. So we've had all these kind of little issues that have kind of raised up. Uh, well, not necessarily little issues, but they've kind of meant that we've had to reprioritize each time. Um, so you know, uh, and the current priority is Terraport. Um, you know, we looked into looked at the community in terms of what DAPs they thought we needed. Um, and, you know, DEX came up time and time again, has been the most popular, um, you know, various um, through various, um, you know, polls and stuff from various people, um, you know, within the, the community. Um, and, as, and it was something that, we, again, we was planning to do. I mean, we've got a, a white paper that covers our strategy for rescuing Lonk, or certainly the part that we hope that we can play in that. Um, and a dex was always on the cards, but, you know, that kind of shifted that um, that forward again as well. Yeah. You touched on Terra Civita. How do you see Terra Civita? Is it more of an L2 for Lunk or, you know, you're doing some L1 work as well? How do you see the Terra Civita's role in the Loon C ecosystem? <laughs> So that's a good question. Um, we're, I'm going to say this is very fortunate. Um, some people might not think it is fortunate, but you know, I think it's very fortunate. We we kind of have a part to play in nearly every aspect. So in terms of infrastructure, um, essentially apart from TFL, um, you know, we've got the the most robust infrastructure. Um, and TFL's, you know, gradually kind of winding theirs down um, as ours becomes more and more um, kind of reliable um, or tested to, to establish that anyway. Um, so certainly from the infrastructure perspective, um, we've got archive nodes that, um, you know, we use um, to kind of help people within the, the ecosystem as well. Um, we've obviously got our validator, um, which is, you know, kind of going from strength to strength. We actually um, manage the GitHub that the L1 team uh, uses, um, which not a lot of people know. Um, and one of the reasons that we, one of the reasons that we do that, is when before the L1 team was launched, or the you know um, the joint L1 task force was launched, um, was very mindful that there seemed to be a lot of instability in terms of those working in on the L1 level, if you like. Um, there'd be people, you know, thrown out of GitHubs and all sorts of stuff. And um, so what we wanted to do was provide a stable place where as many developers could collaborate as possible, because I think that's what it's going to take. And we thought, well, if we manage the GitHub, um, or certainly provide it, then it's maybe less likely that's going to happen because I'm not really bothered whether it's the L1 team, whether it's Terra Vita or, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry, um, you know, Notional or whoever um, contributes to it. If you've got competent developers out there that, who want to work together and help the community reach that goal of, you know, making Lunk the preeminent place to actually build and develop utility and raise, you know, the value of it, well, let's do what we can to achieve that. Um, so, you know, so we're certainly 
um, you know, kind of involved in that. And Frag, uh, most people have kind of heard of Frag. He's, you know, uh, like the L1 specialist or guru, if you like, within our team as well. Um, and he's, you know, he's part of that um, um, joint task force. So there's that element. I mean, we have a Discord where essentially what we wanted to provide was a place where it enables validators and dApps starting out and young communities a place to go where they can talk to others and they can kind of air the good so to speak so think of it as a bit like a um like a shopping mall where you know you, you somebody maybe set up the shop for the first time and they'll get quite a bit of footfall uh, and that'll enable them to become more um what's the word uh be able to support themselves become self-sufficient if you like um so that you know eventually they might either set up their own discord or they might stop on there but i kind of think that if you kind of create this kind of place where people can talk together and they can discuss issues and they can learn from each other and we can get more and more sustainable validators and businesses um then that helps helps develop long don't it um, so if you actually go onto our Discord server, um, you know, th there's a fair amount of channels. I mean, I don't know how many there is, like, let's say 50 or 60, something like that. There might be quite a bit more than that. Um, but there's only one for TerraVita because we look at it as a community um, Discord. So TerraVita has a channel in there. Um, Terra Casino has one because it's a DAP. And TerraPort has one because it's a DAP. Um, so, you know, every group can have one in there. Every validator can have one in there. Um, and every, uh, you know, DAP provider, um, you know, treat it as that, like I say, that that shopping mall. So, you know, with that aspect of it as well. Um, and we're also, you know, heavily involved in governance as well. Um, you know, I, I come from that kind of risk management and governance background, so I take it really seriously, which I think is why um we vote the way that we do um now the way terra vita validator votes isn't just down to me we have some really in-depth rich discussions within our with our group um and then we have a vote on it and that's how it's how it's decided um now within our development team there's um two or there's three other validators as well um there's the um Lunkatali community and they um uh, consult their community and that's how their vote goes so you know as from a governance perspective we do not discuss how each other votes you know that that's you know it's just a no-go area um and then of course classy crypto is in our team as well uh, and he votes you know the way that, that he needs to vote um and then we also have um oh God, i can't remember it um um Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It'll come back to me. Forgive me. Um, so, so yeah. So we're, we're kind of involved in that, and and from that risk risk management and governance background, um, and I'll give you an example. It's with the and in re reflect on what I've been saying, you you might find this quite um, surprising, but with the L uh, joint L one task force. If you actually have a look through the voting history, we, we voted against it. Now, the reason why we voted against it wasn't because we disagreed with it, because you know we, we've got the gittles, you know, frags on it. Um, what it was is that 
when we read a proposal and we analyze it, we look at it, you know, very thoroughly. And within that, there's four elements um, that we kind of thought we could do, you know, could be done better. So one was having a, um, if you like, a community oversight committee. And I kind of thought, well, for that to be self-appointed, it doesn't really, it's not really the way that you have a, an oversight committee. I say I'm from a governance background, but if it was, you know, more a consultative group that uh, the L1 would work with, then I thought, well, okay, you know, it's, it wouldn't really matter. So that was one issue. Also, there's people that had been within the Terror Rebels, um, while the, what a lot of people call the rug happened, and I didn't think that was appropriate. And also, I didn't think it was appropriate to be um, paying um, kind of trainees, if you like, um, when really it was, you know, that the group was about creating or completing a task. But by voting that way, um, whether it was the, the big impact, I don't know. But, you know, um, I think Ed, let's say, sharpened his pencils and and the reason we, which we gave for not voting for it, I think they was addressed. So I think if the vote had happened again, we'd just vote for it and think, yeah, you know, the issues that we had have pretty much been addressed. And the Oversight Committee had a vote just recently in terms of new new members. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that kind of went, but, um, you know, the, the vote was up. So, yeah, so so we vote very much with a conscience, and I take it extremely seriously. Um, so yeah, Sounds good, Rexy. Uh, Lunatic, have you got any questions on the L1 uh, running of Terra Civita before we move on to Terraport? Uh, no, mate, I think as well, this, uh, this was pretty comprehensive, so I would... <laughs> Cool. Let's get into forward the, to the decks. Yeah, the fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, terrible. Because I've, you know, yeah. I don't understand as much of the you know, endpoints and running blockchain validator, but you know, investing in sort of dexes and new coins and shilling tokens. I'm, I, I know my stuff. I've been doing it for a while now. So yeah, looking forward to the terraport part. Do you want to give us an intro, Rexy, and then I can start asking you a few questions around it as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you. It's um, yeah. Well, I mean, this is our first kind of you know big dab, you might say. Um, and and the reason why we we came up with the with the decks, um, like I say, if you, if you think back to the bit of discussion we had about the white paper, so our strategy for rescuing long is based on making it viable. Okay, so as part of that, but for something to be viable, to attract people, to set up businesses, um, and attract you know, and then you know, um, and build kind of utility and attract other investors. You need to have a stable environment, and we provide the infrastructure, so we know that's stable. Um, governance is improving all the time, although sometimes I think it'd be better if we had maybe had a, a little less of it in terms of, you know, the the amount of alterations we get. It's, um, so, or you know, parameter changes and proposals and so on. So there's that element. So as part of as part of this strategy, um, we kind of thought, well. If you stabilise governance, if you stabilise the chain in terms of infrastructure, um, and you've got an ability for people to meet businesses through, if you like, the hubs that was delivering um, and discords and things like this, the next element is is that you need them to be able to get their currency into the chain. Okay, and that's very limited at the minute. So at Binance, I think there's just a couple of pairs. And you know, there's, it's a similar kind of story in other kind of exchanges. And we thought, well, actually, if we can create a 
um, a decentralized exchange and we can get as many pairs up and running as possible, then that kind of opens the gates for people to actually come into Long. And, and if more and more people come in there um, and that, you know, drives the price up and, you know, we get the market cap up maybe a couple of billion um, and that stays relatively stable, um, then that's going to become more attractive for businesses to set up. Okay, and you get like a chain reaction, but you've got to start somewhere. And the other side of this is that we've got this wonderful window of opportunity that because there's so few pairs elsewhere and there's still a little bit of, I think, kind of a bit of anxiousness or anxiety, if you like, about the about the chain, because, you know, it's, you know, we've got quite a quite a history in a short period of time, haven't we? Um, we kind of think if we can secure the market on, you know, no end of these chains, that will attract no end volume. And part of the reason for having the DEX is that we can burn Lunk as well. So the so more volume got, we get. So we've got two other DEXs, haven't we, on TerraSwap and Astroport. So why would people use, obviously, you know, it's more based on Loon C. Uh, so why would people use TerraPort over other exchanges? Uh, well, I don't think the others are actually operating at the minute, are they? Um, TerraSwap does, doesn't it? Lunatic or someone else can correct me. For Loon C? Um... I heard something that Terra um, Astroport Classic wants to like uh, sponsor or something, but I'm not sure about it uh, right now. I think it still works in the wallet. If I'm if I'm uh, correct, I didn't use it for like one week or so, but I think it's still there. But the interface might be gone, like the web interface right now. Yeah. The um, well, to, to answer your question, um, why would they want to use it? Well, for a start. If you're interested in Lunk Rising, um, then, like I said, the more use, the more volume we get, then the more Lunk we burn. If you're invested in Terraport yourself, um, then the governance token, that's deflationary as well. So the more volume we earn, the more um, the more terror we burn as well. Okay. So that, that's a couple of reasons. But like I say, that some of the main reasons is, is that the more volume we get, the more pairs we can, trading pairs we can put up, which attracts even more volume and it kind of creates that cyclical circle, if you like. Um, and apart from that, you know, it's, uh, it's not just a DEX. Um, Terraport, it's more of a, a DeFi kind of platform, if you like. Um, so, you know, we've got a launch pad in there and we've got, you know, people kind of queuing up um, to launch their tokens on there as well, which is just absolutely fantastic because that's what we need. We need a, you know, a rich and vibrant kind of ecosystem, don't we? Yes, it will be more Lunacy based. So if we get more volume through it, more Lunacy will get burnt. And I was looking at your white paper. Does it say that? Let me just double check. Is it twenty seven percent that will burn Lunacy, and and then twenty two will burn uh, the Terra token, and it says fifty percent right. will burn something else. Um, for a community desk, would it have been better if we burnt more Lunacy? And what are the other things that the um, the the fees will be used for? Okay, well, the um, one of the what we think is one of the very important aspects is that we want it to be stable. Okay, so we've had no end of different discussions about um, what parameters we set and things like this. So, so what we kind of did, looking at the risk management side of things, we thought we need to offer the investors in um, Terraport a firm 
kind of offering that we know we can deliver for a certain period of time. And that is why we've kind of got like the the, um, the fixed vesting uh, and kind of staking um, levels at the minute because we know we can deliver that. However, those are actually um, kind of parameters that can be changed through governance proposals. So within the um, Terraport yeah, DAP, if you like, um, people that have bought into Terra uh, get an equal amount of governance tokens as well, and that enables them to actually create proposals um, and you know, them to be voted on as well. So we should imagine that, you know, once we kind of get volume established and we know whereabouts we are and you, know, you can you know project things probably with a little bit more accuracy for, for the future, um, you know, it will become you know, clear that those, um, you know, that we can maybe alter those parameters as well. So that, you know, ultimately there'll be a lot more tied to the actual volume of the, the decks. But, uh, yeah, but so so in terms of um, what that also provides is for, for decks to be effective and efficient, it's got to be maintained. So part of the, um, if you like, fees go to um, security. Uh, and maintenance and the other kind of goes to development as well okay no that that's fine um the, i think the question was around a community desk i think there was a talk around it before where all of it would have been you know used to burnt lunk um could have been better but hey oh, yeah okay yeah see what i mean so so the reason why i went on that is again because we want it to be sustainable um so for instance there was some discussion about having um one that was funded through the oracle um which we kind of thought that introduced extra kind of risks um because you know the oracle's kind of our lifeline if you like um and also um what we wanted is rather than reaching out for funding on the promise was going to deliver something we wanted to deliver something and then get the funding afterwards okay so that people trusted us to deliver rather than just having hope okay so as part of that like I say, you've got to have a robust platform. You've got to make sure that it's self-sufficient so it can be, you know, maintained and updated as well. Um, and, you know, so, you know, you've you kind of got to take all those things into account. Um, so uh, in terms of why we we didn't burn more long, um, it's because you've got to plan for the future. And if you burn all your income then you can't develop your decks any further and attract more volume and trading pairs and we think that it's the long game that will deliver the biggest rewards for terra classic just like you, we've seen the end of proposals don't yeah. we you know such as there's one out of the minute and there's, um is it burned 50 percent of the um vested um 50 percent of staking rewards or something like that well you know as soon as you start kind of you know messing with that people are just going to leave it's it's disastrous you've got to look at the, you know the wider kind of risk profile haven't you of the of the ecosystem no no that's fine um and how much of it is like the desk decks being built or you know that all the contracts have been written by your team or is it like a fork off another exchange like you know TerraSwap or something like that um you've got to be careful how you say that way don't you um <laughs> i've got to ask the tough uh, questions mate <laughs> <laughs> um yes it's um there's it's based on terraswap 
okay um which you know most most dapps are based on something else aren't they so you know there's that call that as the skeleton and from that it's been kind of sort of developed um i can't tell you exactly how many kind of you know smart contracts yeah. are being written because you know i'm not the the key devs who've got them in um um yeah so you know that i'd only be i'd only be making something uh, that. yeah. that's not my style however um in terms of the forked element um I can tell you that for at least we've at least doubled them because what we've done is we've rewritten to be compatible with the forthcoming um, uh, Cosmosm kind of upgrade, if you like, which the L1 team's working on. So our decks will be compatible with the current state of theirs of the chain and compatible with what it's moving to as well. So we've kind of forward planned for that. Um, and in terms of what's built, I mean, it is built. You know, we're, we're essentially just dressing the window boxes at the minute. Um, yeah, it's you know it will be up and running pretty much when the sales finish. Um, let's say the beginning of March. No, I'm I'm looking forward to then. You know, there is a I suppose a bit of not negativity, but people questioning. But we see it in crypto a lot. Is you know ecosystems get built. So if you guys remember, like during the bull run, the AVAX ecosystem. I was quite early to that, and you know I was they did the same stuff. You know, build decks, build APY people. You know, new money come in from money that's been made from Solana, Luna, and Ethereum. People, you know, ape into AVAX, and same happened a bit with Phantom. And I was a bit late to the Phantom ecosystem, and and I didn't make as much money. But you know, that's how sort of ecosystem work. People, you know, new money come into it, and a lot of the similar stuff like Dexes, uh, money loan borrow protocols come up with crazy APY people digging in new money coming in, and there's a lot of that happening. So you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the decks and you you mentioned other stuff that's happening um with terraport as well i've got two final questions then we'll open it up to others um oh, where was it uh, so the liquidity at the start what's the plan for that i didn't really see that so i'm assuming you're going to have loon c and terra as a first pair how what's the plans for you know the liquidity lps how is it how is it going to work on the, the first or second in the first few days um yeah that's not a very good question and um it's, it's a difficult one to answer. Uh, it all depends on the success of our sales. Okay, so we've got enough to set up. Um, I think it's I think it's three pairs at the minute. Okay, so so pretty much the the, the money we're getting from the sales that's not going into our pockets. I mean, if you actually look at the tokenomics, there's very little that's actually going to the builders, um, and the reason for that is that we think it's the long game that will that'll pay and it'll pay for all of us so we're all got you know we're all holders of lunk um you know we that that's where our kind of heart is and that's what the you know the dex is there for um so in terms of the the initial pairs like i say you've got to use terror um and you've got to have lunk for a start because otherwise you know it's, it's just not going to work um also we'll be looking at uh, i think it's lunk and uh, ustc um and probably even maybe um maybe terror USTC. I'll have I'll have to see it's, that's not something that I can answer just off the top of my head. But the like I say, the more the more investment we get, the more pairs we'll be able to create and the quicker we'll you know be able to um be able to get up and running. Um so and then you know it's, and once it's kind of set up, you know, we'll be able to use um you know liquidity kind of farming as well, um, which will help kind of open up, you know, even more pairs. Um we are. We will be looking to have a connection with with Luna as well. Um, 
you know, which some people may like, some people may not, but most of us that own Lunk own Luna, or mm. certainly a massive proportion, because, you know, we received it in terms of airdrops and stuff. So I think we wouldn't be really be supporting our own kind of ecosystem if we didn't enable that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I'd like to be able to, you know, provide you with more of a robust answer, but that's that's about as, as far as what I can in terms of those kind of pairs, if you like. So, so would it? So, from the token sales, it would help with the. You will use a bit of that for liquidity on. Oh, massive amount. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the primary purpose. Of it. Um. So you know, if you actually look at the tokenomics, um, as builders tokens, there's only twenty million. Um, and I think we're probably actually intending to probably even burn them. Um, but in the we've had four sales up to now. Sorry, we're we're on a third sale now, but there'll be four altogether, and. Is something that we give a massive amount of thought to um, about how to, how to go about um, kind of funding this. And mm-hmm. what we thought was um, that those people that have been most kind of loyal to us and stuck within the, the ecosystem for the longest time, we kind of wanted to reward that because, you know, just a few months in crypto is a massive time. And to have people stick with you for months and months on end, it's 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 just well very humbling to be honest. So the very first sale um, was um, to kind of recognise that loyalty to the the kind of core devs who've been kind of working on this project. Is that is that um, the pri- is that the private sale you mean? Or- yes, that's right. Yeah, as as the first kind of um, kind of private sale. Then there was an investor sale. Uh, where we kind of opened that up to you know people that had given us a massive amount of support, um, and then also um, there was you know delegating to the Terravita validator as well, and then now we're on the first kind of public sale. Um, so there's not been a massive difference in terms of the price as well. So it's not like we you know we've actually kind of give it away. I mean it's just um, well, I don't know. It's probably I'm not going to do the maths through the top head, but you know probably ten percent off something like that. Um, you know, it's not a great deal. So, so this one's priced at, um, I think it's on the top of my head, is it um, 0.035? And I think the next um, public sale will be 0.04. Um, so like I say, you know, it's, a, it's enough to make it worthwhile, um, but it's not um, enough to kind of introduce too much kind of volatility. That's the way we've, we've kind of looked at it. And the earlier you kind of buy in, the better rewards you get in terms of vesting. Um, and of course, that's that's the other element in this. I mean, there's a we've put a major um, a major emphasis on staking um, because that enables us to plan for the future and make this more successful. So the longer the stake, the more rewards you get. Um, and I think it starts off at sixteen percent, um, then nineteen percent if you stake for three months and i think it builds up to 60 percent if i remember off the top of my head um so you know it's that's a significant amount and in terms of the liquidity for for a start once we launch um i think i worked it out the other day that i think 22 percent of the tokens that are available would be um available on kind of launch day so um you know hopefully that will provide enough liquidity to enable it to kind of operate. Um, but it should control any, you know, too much volatility, let's put it that way. But, you know, you'd, at the end of the day, it's um, 
that's crypto, isn't it? You know, it's uh, you know, if we could all predict it, you know, we'd we'd all be um, having our own kind of island and you know, being uh, having a kind of way to service, wouldn't we? Yeah. So I think this brings on to the the final question, I suppose, the valuation, because you know, if you the, the prices that we talked about and the the supply, the valuation is roughly like thirty million, um, which I'd say is quite high. Um, so again, it depends on crypto, what people do. But usually what you see is, you know, usually a spike because people get interested and then buy it. And then there's usually like a huge dip and people selling tokens and looking at the numbers that will be available uh, from day one. There could be some sell pressure. So what's your thoughts on that, the high valuation and potential sell pressure on, on day one? Well, we don't see it as a high valuation, to be fair. Um, we kind of see it as the opposite. Now, I know you've looked at it in terms of the... Um, but, you know, the maximum kind of tokens um, available, if you like. However, most of the tokens actually aren't available. I mean, there's 340 million that's been sold. Um, most of them are for liquidity pools and, and are locked in. Anything that we don't get rid of through the marketing budget, um, that will be burnt as well. Um, so we're not going to burn that straight away. But, you know, once it's established, you know, it'll probably... Uh, we'll probably you know burn the remainder of it then because um, you know using them to kind of help fund the sales is one thing um but then using them to promote the decks um and you know pay for um audits and things like that is is something else so it's you know we we've been very very kind of careful with it um so so we don't we don't think it's over the top at all um if anything we kind of think it's the other way and i, I suppose it's how you look at it um i you know personally i kind of say it's valued more at rather than you're know, saying the 30 million mark i'd say it's valued more at the maybe the 10 to 15 million mark um but you know the market will the market will determine that um and if you actually look at the longer term potential and you look at the prices, you know, some of the, the DEXs out there, it's, um, you know, this could be a fantastic asset for, for Luna Classic. Um, and how do you put the price on something like that? You know, it's, you know, if you look at, you know, Lunk now um, and what it's valued at um, and certainly what is valued at, you know, eight months ago um, and then what it was valued at a year ago. Massive variations for obvious kind of reasons. Um, but there'll be people that's buying into Lunk now, which other people are just, you know, just mock them. Um, so price is very much down to individuals' perceptions and ideas of risk, but also potential. Uh, and, you know, we think this has got a massive amount of potential. Well, if we didn't, you know, there wouldn't be any point in us doing it, would there? But, um, you know, we're, 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 we're confident. No, no, thanks. Thanks for the answer. I mean, I guess it's for people to decide. Again, this is not financial advice. I'm just asking the questions. Please do your own research. Um, and I appreciate Rexy just coming on and answering these questions because a lot of people don't. So I appreciate you coming. It was just my opinion, you know, looking at DEXs that's been launched on other chains, you know, especially AVAX I was involved with. Um, that was, you know, just and I'm raising that query and, and thanks for answering. But, you know, people from reading the white paper, people would be able to see if I took, you know, and I've not been shielded by Rexy, I've not taking part in private sale if i let's say bought in pre-sale i'd be able to sell almost on day one wouldn't i, I think is it 60 percent i'd be able to sell if i took part in pre-sale on day one um do you know i can't remember off the top of my head it's, it's either 50 or 60 percent 
I think yeah, it's, it's like 50. I'm, I'm reading the white paper in front of me. It's, it's 50% is unlocked and 50% is like uh, staked initially and locked, I believe. Yes, that's right. And then the remaining 50% is um, released in tranches over um, and then, um, a 12-month period. Okay, so, um, and we, which, you know, we, we've obviously took that into account in terms of the cost of vesting and, and all sorts. So, um yeah, it's the same for private sales as well. So, you know, people that took part in it, they'll be able to sell in day one. But um, no, I think you've answered most of my questions. It's, it's up to people for people to decide what the market cap price and what it should be. I'm just sharing my opinion. And thanks for answering um, my questions, Rexy. We'll open up for a few questions. Lunatic, have you got any questions, by the way? I've been talking the whole um, Yeah, maybe you can, uh, people can like, if they want to talk to Rexy and ask questions, uh, raise their hand, whatever. And um, I'll add Steve. I have like like one or two questions, if that's okay, and while you bring them up. Yeah, go ahead, mate. Um, I've added Steve B. He can ask after you, but I'll I'll let you speak now. Awesome. So, uh, Rexy, um, I I have read something in the white paper which got my attention uh, in a a good way, Um, and that's the cross-chain tools that you uh, promote there. Um, can you talk about them? Because uh, you're talking about uh, being able to create non-native asset pools, right? So, for example, yeah. you say uh, Lung BUSD, Terra USDT. That's like two examples. Um, and you're not talking about wrap tokens or bridged uh, stuff on our chain, right? You, you're really talking about the native assets. Can you explain like how is this stuff going to work? Is it going to be available from day one? And um, because I only know like about uh, I think Rune like like one chain that somehow has this stuff and uh, and I also read that it's proprietary so, so that part is like not open source right? Yeah, I can't um, I can't explain how we're going to do it at the minute, um, but it's and it's not going to be available straight away. Um, if you actually look at the um, the roadmap, that's something that we're going to release just you know a little bit kind of further on. Well, yeah, it's oh. you know we're, we're planning for you know to answer your question. Um, yes, we're planning to have them them pairs. Okay, so so you're planning for native like uh, BTC to to LUNC or Luna Classic swaps, right? Because that's something that's only available. It's not even available on Texas right now. I think. So that's would be really uh, cool if you guys yeah, get it. In terms of the specific pairs, um, I can't say what that that would be at the minute. Um, but you know, certainly in terms of being able to swap them assets, you know, that, that's certainly you know what we're um, what we're kind of working on, um, because we think that's really important to you know get the decks absolutely thriving. Um, you know, you want as many pairs as possible. Makes sense to me. So, so it would be awesome to see that. Honestly, that that's something that I really liked about the white paper. When I was reading it. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, there's so many ways of, um, there's so much kind of potential open, isn't there? And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of other ways, you know, things can be developed. So, so actually what, you know, what we've got in the, the white paper is essentially what we're declaring that we're doing. We've got, you know, lots of other ideas for it as well. That's Think of that as the minimum spec. Okay. Um, but what we have kind of learned through the process of developing this is that we're a very open and transparent kind of kind of group. Um, 
which I think you know there's there's many groups like that within um, within Long, but I think one of the problems with maybe putting all your cards on the table a little bit early on is that somebody else can pick them up and they can copy them. Um, so what we kind of felt is that we needed to release enough information for people to um, look at it favorably and want to invest and you know realize it's you know that the kind of the more obvious potential if you like but we didn't want to go didn't want to go too far forward so that actually it would give people the heads up of where we're where we may be thinking of going with this so that then they could you know um kind of build that but but what part of the part of the principles of the way that we've designed it and gone about it is that we want we want to see Terra Classic thrive. And as I was saying, you know, within the opening few um few kind of you know sentences and stuff that I kind of said it's our our goal is to help Terra Classic recover. And as part of that you need a lot of building. All that building ain't can be done by Terra Vita. Okay. You know, you've got toxic labs out there and you know lots of other groups that are building. And that's what we need. We need the more the better. Um, you know, so for instance, within our white paper, we talk about burning trillions. Okay. Now that isn't trillions that Terravita's gonna burn, but by creating an ecosystem that's attractive to lots of other um, builders um and allowing that trading of um lunk across you know different pairs to attract people into the ecosystem that should help create that vibrant active ecosystem that enables us to create a hell of a lot of volume and therefore burn a lot of lunk so we're kind of measuring our success and on developing an ecosystem where the activity of that ecosystem re um, ends up with certain kind of results if that kind of makes sense yeah, it makes like, total sense to me. Yeah, it's it's a bit like opening a um, like a, I've used the example for a shopping mall. Okay, you can create the shopping mall. You can put lots of infrastructure in there. You can make it a really desirable place to you know come and build your shop and you know uh, trade with people. But the people operating the shopping center, um, they're not operating the shops. They're creating the infrastructure and the environment for them to thrive. Um, and that's I guess how we kind of see. Our role within Terravita, so we'd be absolutely delighted. And those, what I'm going to say is going to sound, you know, quite an odd thing to say, but if people come and build DAPs and they build DAPs better than what we're building, and that helps attract even more volume, we'll bring it on. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic, because if we get to that stage where you know you've got DAPs competing together and you know it's a really active ecosystem, well, we've met our goal, haven't we? We've we've helped recover lung. Yeah, sounds sounds uh, really nice. Like the Toxic Labs, they're also uh, develop developing a uh, anchor fork uh, right now, which I'm quite bullish on. Uh, some of them are listening in the panel, so shout out to them. Uh, I'm looking forward to to have them on one yeah, of our AMAs. Really. Uh, they're yeah. a little bit shy until now, but uh, look forward to this. We actually have one well, more question, and uh, before before the other um, uh, speakers ask some stuff, uh, if that's okay for you, I have one last question for you, um, yeah. which is about the team. Uh, can you like explain to us uh, who's building the decks and uh, whether the code is being audited? Because I think you told me you you have plans for that. Is that still in place? Yeah, we've got some. In terms of who's building it, it's, it's the developers within our team. Um, 
the um all the everybody within our team is is docked within our team okay but um you know there's maybe not externally so i mean i am externally you know a number of us are um now in terms of um in terms of the thoroughness of it the the people we've got working on it they're absolute experts i mean they, they, they really are they you know they've got you know a lot a lot of experience um and i mean people know you know frag as well so frag's you know one of us that um uh is more widely known and more kind of recognized if you like um but we appreciate that obviously there there could be if you like anxiety or a little bit kind of a caution about well you know we maybe don't know some of these people so therefore actually have they got the skill sets that are required so as part of our kind of roadmap it's about getting that audit done and actually you know we're in touch with the auditors at the minute um and that's what we're just just arranging at the, at the start so um you know so certic's going to be the auditors um I was actually talking to um you know one of the developers today about that um uh, about getting it sorted out and this is one of the reasons why we we've conducted the sales the way we have um is to give us that income to make sure that when we get to launch day we've got all these kind of tests done um so it wasn't just about rewarding those that have been launched um and also just something else on that um which i forgot to say earlier on is we didn't want to be accused of stealing liquidity from long so in the first um sale that we had the first private sale you couldn't actually buy with long okay um we purposely didn't announce things or we certainly sorry we purposely announced things in a particular way to reduce the time that it would be between the announcement of a sale arriving and that sale so that people didn't have time to unstake so therefore they had to bring other liquidity into long um to purchase those tokens um but then we got quite a lot of feedback from people saying you know we'd like to use a lump for this because you know really um this is about rescuing lump um so we kind of changed that for the um uh for this kind of sale um and made it made it available um and also that'll be for the you know for the second sale as well so you know if, if people did want to unstake um from lunk and you know buy into terror um they'll be able to do it because the last sale finishes i think it's on the last day of february um which you know kind of gives them you know a bit of time for that but um you know we, we tried like i said we tried to look at the the macro kind of sort of risks across the kind of ecosystem and reduce as much as possible and no doubt we've maybe not you know hit every nail on the head but we've done we've thought we've put an immense amount of thought in this and hopefully we've got as as much right as possible cool we'll move on to some questions and um, lunk 808 do you want to go ahead mate yes hello thank you guys um i have a few questions for you rixies um so you mentioned that certig is going to be auditing now i know that they are on binance smart chain how would they be assisting you um regarding what you're building um when it's on chain for luna classic well they'll be um well they'll be doing the doing the auditing um and anything that they find that we need to adjust it's you know we'll we'll work with them if you like to make them adjustments it's um you know that my professional background as i've said earlier is um it's risk management and governance that type of thing and i can always remember i mean i, I did a, a lot of work in the past for airbush ba ba systems and 
you know, and many other massive companies. Um, and what I found was with these more mature organizations, um, risk management and governance was embedded. So when the auditors came in, people didn't run, you know, run away and hide all the documents and think, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to them and frighten them. They saw it for what it really is, which auditing is a management tool to help you improve things. So you find out where your faults are, um, you understand them, um, and then you use that to improve. Um, and that's what we, we intend to do. And also, you know, in terms of feedback from the community, as I was saying, in terms of how we uh, went about the sales, you know, we listen, we learn, we take it on board. And if we can improve our product um, to deliver, you know, a better outcome for the community, you know, that's that's what we'll do. Makes complete sense. I have another question regarding um, the current, you know, um, the current pre-sale that's going on. Um, how much in ratio is actually happening on chain? And, you know, I just don't understand the idea of raising, you know, so much money to pretty much do something that's not even like worth that much, if that makes any sense. Because honestly, what you what you guys are doing at best, right? It's going to be forked from Uniswap, right? I don't, or is is it completely going to be built from scratch? And that's why you guys need so much money because allegedly you've raised over two million now. Well, it's closer to um, you know three million or so. Um, but we kind of said this earlier on. You maybe didn't hear the uh, the first part of this. Oh, it's, I, my, it's, my bad. Sorry, I didn't hear it. If you if you could, you know, just enlighten me. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's, a lot of this is within the white paper. So you know, please, um, you know, use that as a reference document. Um, but it's it was based on a fork of TerraSwap, okay, which a lot of people think is the the best, um, you know. Um, decks out there. Um, obviously, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people. Um, but from that, we had to anticipate changes that was coming into the future, such as the updating of Cosmosm and so on. Um, so, therefore, we had to rewrite the contracts to be compatible with that. Um, so, that initially is kind of doubling that work, but you know, we've, we've pretty much got that done. Um, but then there's the other elements that go with it as well, such as you know, the, the launch pad, and um, you know, with um the entertainment kind of side of it and you know um and all the bits kind of as well so in terms of why you need the money the money's not to pay for the building okay um the money's there to pay for the operation of it so think of it that we're building i often describe this on on twitter as a furnace um you know you, you've got to you've got to market things haven't you but it is it's a furnace for burning okay but a furnace needs updating. A furnace needs maintaining. I mean, in the real world, I mean, I used to work, uh, used to do consultancy for steel companies, um, you know, some massive ones um, from a risk management perspective. You know, if you get it wrong with a, you know, and with a blast furnace, you, you end up with a blast. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that these furnaces, they're lined with bricks and stuff, and they need, um, you know, maintaining and, and replacing. Um, so, you know, ongoing maintenance is really important. And ongoing maintenance of the decks is really important. You know, there's ongoing security risks as well. But to actually get it up and running, you've got to feed it with fuel. And the money from the sales is the fuel that goes into it that creates the liquidity pools and the trading pairs. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's not going into our pockets. You know, we're not making through, you know, three million or 10 million or whatever it ends up being for ourselves. That's to get us up and running. 
um, as quickly as possible. The more sales we can make initially, the more pairs we can start with, and that gives us an head start. I understand your point. I'm just saying, you know, from my point of view is, you know, if if the pre if the you know marketing campaign is pretty much done to raise capital for the liquidity pools, then I think you know the best way to go about it is pretty much get it up and running and then allow the users, you know, educate them enough so they actually provide the LP. So it's with them in a sense, right? So so have you have you operated X yourself then? Not really, no. Because my, my understanding of it is is that um, uh, you have to have the liquidity pools for a start, okay? And then once you get to a certain amount, then you can attract, um, you know, kind of farming um, where people can kind of lock in their, their money to, you know, create further liquidity pools. But you can't start off with nothing. If you start off with nothing, you haven't got any trading pairs. So how can people actually trade with you to develop that? Well, that's the beauty of decentralized exchanges, right? You create the platform and then allow people to create the pairs, you know, between what, whichever, you know, pair they would like. Um, and that's, you know, the way I'm, I do it on PancakeSwap, for example, right? PancakeSwap doesn't, you know, do a pre-sale on each pair that's going to launch on, on, you know, their platform, right? It's available and I can just, you know, buy the token myself and, you know, provide liquidity on both sides. That's that's my understanding. Get, so it's when Pancake Swap first started. Um, did they have zero liquidity? Well, I wasn't around when Pancake Swap, you know, initially started. So maybe you can enlighten me. Um, well, like I say, you know, so if you think of it in terms of, like, say, a blast furnace, you've got to have the fuel in there to get it going. Okay, um, and that's how, how we're going. It's you know, we want to hit the road running. And we want to deliver the best possible results for the Lunk and the ecosystem. So, you know, that's that's the model that we've gone for. Um, you know, it's it's the lower risk option. It's the most um, efficient way of creating, like I say, a vibrant and you know um, successful DAP. No, I, I don't. In our, in our, in our opinion, like, honestly, in our opinion, I didn't obviously. want to come in. Yeah. You know, in in the you thinking I'm trying to attack you guys or something. I'm, I'm genuinely hap happy that this is happening on Luna Classic. I'm, this is just my personal understanding that, you know, whenever, you know, you do it this way and then you have your native token for your decks, well, essentially you're kind of creating a sell pressure on the native on-chain assets to create, you know, synthetic, you know, value for something that's necessary to get it up and running. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, I, I guess I imagine it a bit different, but, you know, I guess there's probably a better way to go about it. So you don't have, you know, the risk of, you know, people, you know, sitting in something with a high um, APR, you know, getting, you know, thinking that, you know, they're going to make it, but uh, they're just sitting on bags that, you know, a lot of people cashed out a long time ago. Well, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, aren't they? And, um... You know, we'll, I guess we're just going to have to disagree on that. It's, um, you know, we've gone about it this way. Um, you know, we we think things, you know, we're thinking slightly differently um, from from your train of thought. Um, and we think it's, you know, we think it's as secure as what it can be. Um, I guess it's as simple as that, really. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's well, get thanks, to... Uh... Luna, uh, Luna. 
Actually, no, I, I think I talked about the valuation concern or query, if you may say. Uh, you do need to have liquidity when you launch something. And I've listed tokens in, on Uniswap before, like pump meme tokens or whatever. You need to provide some liquidity. You can argue that, you know, they're raising too much or the valuation is too high. Um, there will be sell pressure, but we're raising all the queries. People are listening to it. Rex has answered it. Um, people can sort of decide from 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 themselves from what we're talking about. So well, thanks for raising the questions lunk 808 uh, I've, I've asked similar questions at the start of the uh, stream right and we'll take uh, your question and maybe one more and then we'll start rounding up and rexy thanks for again for your time we'll take one or two more questions and we can round up with yourself and do you want to go ahead yeah thank you vbs hey lunatic rexy and everyone else um um i've not a question about um this project because it seems good. Uh, I've got a general question. Yeah. Um, that's uh, about a tweet. Uh, you made it three days ago. Um, and I will read uh, not everything, but the one that's trick, the part that's triggering me. <clears throat> uh, we feel um, a contract was made between Hubble the Pup and Hubble the Pup, and it's oh. not for the community to interfere. Um, this was with um to do with the the recent um kind of high profile discussions <laughs> yeah on... i don't want to mention names because i don't yeah. want to start that one again but um it's about the the the, the part it's not for the community yeah. interfere and okay. i thought we were a community driven project absolutely it's um like i say i'm I come from a background which is all about, you know, governance and, and risk management and so on. And the, you know, and auditing aircraft companies and defense companies and this, that, and the other. So I'm very much in on the detail, which probably means that when I look at governance proposals and things like that, I read every word and maybe I take it too seriously. And maybe I should kind of look more at the, um the flavor if you like of a proposal as opposed to specifically what it says but that's that's my background um i'm a when it comes to business i'm an extremely serious serious person and i weigh up a way up risk probably not the way many other people do but you know i I, I, I give it once once you question with this the, re the reason the reason why um i yeah, decided, I get it already. Yeah, so the reason why we, we decided, uh, why I made that statement was because I felt that the um, the community had decided to provide uh, a certain amount of funding for the uh, joint L1 task force. And that was on the basis of the proposal that was set. Now, the proposal that was set and where we are at the minute are different things. So if they could be, so if somebody's got the ability to change that proposal, not to be accepted by the community, and I'm saying accepted because there hasn't been that I've heard any objections, then that means that the contract therefore can be varied between what we agreed and what, if you like, Ed could deliver. Um, so, and by the way, this is in no way a um, 
an evaluation of, of of Ed's ability. I've got an immense faith faith in him. I, um, and Ed, I think we're very lucky to to have it. However, what that said to me is that if the community was happy for Ed to change the 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 proposal in terms of the delivery of it, um, which there's a bit of fine tuning that kind of went on, then therefore I thought the same logic must apply with um, this particular issue. Um, <laughs> with ours forward into that, <laughs> meaning that that Ed had got the capability to therefore to run that team um, or to if you steer that team and therefore make these decisions. And at the end of the day, this group had decided that they was going to leave the L1 team anyway. So it's a bit of a non-proposal um, because they said that they only wanted paying for the work that they considered they'd done at that time. That would be for Ed and the um, the oversight committee and the people within that group to determine the value of that. So I kind of thought that it wasn't really for us to us to kind of get involved. We'd kind of done our bit. If ultimately the L1 team doesn't deliver what they said that they was going to deliver, then I think we've probably got a discussion on hands. But in the meantime, well, in that three months where they're kind of working, I kind of felt that really we need to give them a bit of trust and think, well, you know, if people come and go, because it seems to be quite a volatile um, world crypto, doesn't it? Um, you know, just give them a bit of breathing space and a bit of trust to say, look, you know, I know things change, but we've put our confidence in you to to kind of deliver that. Hey, hey, Rexies, um, I, I don't think yeah. Anne finished her question. I, she, I mean, she brought up uh, some sort of deal or something and then you took over, but I don't think she finished her question. Oh, I apologize. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, um, the point you were um, you were answering my first part of the question was um, I I get I get your point about that, but um, my real question was um, uh, that in the tweet you are saying it's not for the community to interfere. Um, when um, some things are happening um, in our L1 team or in our GTF or in our whatever. Um, and I think um, as soon as we are a community-driven project, um, you should listen to the community because otherwise there is no project. Um, in, in other words, uh, the L1 team, we are paying the L1 team to work for us, not the other way around. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that. That's what uh, that was tr was 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 triggering me in that tweet. Um, and then after that, after that point, you say, the more the merrier uh, on the L1 team. Um, and um, I think um, that's a thing um, we should first talk about. Um, and um, um, I have to search for my words now. Um, um, okay, I, I, I have to finish here because my mind my brain's got stuck. Uh, I hope you you get my point. Sorry, Lung808 or Luquan, maybe you can um, 
help me a little bit. No, leave me out of this. My brain is stuck as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't. I don't want to be a part of it. But I think what you're trying to say is why not um, contact the community for things regarding Luna Classic, um, since one, there's a, there's a main developing team, and two, um, it's supposed to be a uh, uh, a project ran by the community through a voting system from the community. Is that what you're trying to say, Anne? Yes, Lucorn. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, in terms of, you know, it's it's funded by the community. Um, I think it's... The, the trouble is when it comes to actually managing things, it's very difficult to have a very successful business and have a successful delivery of a task on budget if it's run by a committee. And one of the reasons for this is that the people actually doing the tasks are those that are best informed to make the decisions at the time because they've got the most information available and they're under, they understand more of the politics and the uh, in terms of this particular issue, the more of the politics behind it and also actually what's been delivered so for instance nobody's going to know better what notional has actually delivered than the people working on the github as part of that team so therefore as a community um are we therefore helping or hindering them delivering if we get involved in essentially staffing issues okay um now in terms of the in terms of the l1 team delivering what they set out to deliver um they've provided kind of updates to us um as far as i'm aware they're ahead of schedule okay so so that's where i was kind of coming from i mean ultimately they're they're responsible because we're the client you know we're, we're the customer that's actually paying the bill so if we don't get what we've paid for then yes we can absolutely you know um you know, take them to um, get them to stand to account for that, can't we? Um, so, so that was where I was kind of coming from. I mean, it wasn't really to kind of upset people. I mean, ten, when I post, I'm quite boring with what I post, really, aren't I? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm quite, quite sort of practical about it. So, it's it was it was really to say, well, you know, let's trust them and then to crack on and and deliver it. Um, because you know, there's I don't I don't really kind of want want to get in into it if you like, but there's you know there's things that have been said, um, there's things that have been said even about Terravinta. So I mean, somebody accused us of having our validator hosted by another particular group, um, and that was stated on Twitter as being a fact, and it was isn't a fact. It's completely wrong. Um, and they retracted it or removed the tweet. And this is where we come from is that, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on. So for us to actually create proposals and make decisions where we haven't got all the facts, then actually we could be making the wrong decision. And I thought the L1 team had more facts than what we did. And that's why I, you know, I, I kind of vote, well, you know, our group or our validator voted that way. And that's why I, I made that statement. Um, mm -hmm. 
And um, what about your um, the more the merrier? Do you have any thoughts on that at the moment? Absolutely, let's have a party, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely, I do. It's the as I said at the the onset of this AMA, um, or certainly are on the our our group um, Terravita. We actually have the um, the classic Terragittal. Okay, and one of the reasons why we provided that was to provide a stable place where people could come and collaborate on L1 work, providing they've got the competence and they've got the um, initiative to to get involved. And rather than then having worries of people maybe thinking, you know, um, oh, crikey, I might be rem removed from this. And because there's lots of issues that have gone on in the past, we thought that would offer that stability. And as our, you know, if you read the Terravita White Paper, our whole, whole ethos is let's get building let's get as much utility in here as well so like i say somebody you know mentioned earlier on there well it's me actually wanted about toxic labs and then lunatic brought up about you know the they've got their kind of um uh new um anchor i, I forget they've just said vote i think on what to call it but they're you know anchor fork if like best of luck to them you know let's make that the best success success it can be you know to support them you've got to support every builder out there and all the developers, well, you know, providing not scams, but, um, you know, it's, we're very judgmental on people that are trying to actually make a difference to the chain. And I think that can be um, prohibitive to attracting new builders and investment. Because if we give everybody a bit of a frosty welcome, who's going to want to come and build? We should be, you know, you know, cracking open a bottle of wine from them, waving flags and saying, come and build in. We'll support you. You know, we're going to promote you to the nth degree. And, you know, I can't wait to use your DAP. Great. You know, let's let's get involved. Um, and that's the same for the L1 team. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, I'm very much, um, you know, of the more the merrier. And I, I think I, I said earlier on there in terms of, you know, Terraport, if, you know, if it's Lunk 828 or anybody else wants to come and build something better, crack on, you know, I welcome you. You know, if, if we set the benchmark for people to come and, um say so, right you know there's terraport look at what a cracking dap that is but we think we can do a bit better come on you know let's let's get going let's get as much daps and stuff built on here as possible oh no well well said rexy um i really like that Thank you, rexy. yeah hopefully that answers your questions and we'll move on to yes, one yes. or maybe two more questions um david i don't know if luquan's got a question i just wanted to come up david do you want to ask your question and then we'll start running up the live stream live stream um the spaces yeah, uh, it's more of a statement than a question. Can Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So. Um. I was just thinking. Uh, you know. My. I just want to offer a different perspective on raising money through the Terra token. Um. I. I just thought of it as a way for. You know. I bought some because I wanted to participate in the success of of Terraport. You know. Um, so like, you know, if it's a deflationary token and profits are going to be used to, to, to burn Terra, then I was like, you know, I, I think that Terraport is going to do well. So like, I wanted to, to, you know, be able to, to have a, a skin in the game sort of deal. So yeah, that, that was just my thought on it. Instead of thinking about it from the perspective of, you know, like, why are they pulling the mon this money away from us kind of deal? I appreciate that. Thank you very much, David. It's um, because that's I've always got plenty to say, haven't I? Um, I used to be a lecturer, so I'm used to talking all day. Um, 
Um, You've had a long career, Rexy. Yeah, I'm an old man. Professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm an old man. But I was supposed to be retiring in May. You know, this was supposed to be a bit of a game for me. Um, but then, you know, <laughs> then long crash, and I thought, oh, God, I've got to try to rescue this, haven't I? Um, <laughs> so that's why we ended up here. But, um, yeah, thank you for that, David. Because that is something else that, you know, I've admitted to kind of say is that the, the other side to actually having the um the fundraising the way we're doing it is because we thought if we put in a, a community proposal um to be funded from the community pool or the oracle or, or wherever it may be we thought the chances of that being a hundred percent pass with everybody voting was very slim so let's say it was just a really good pass and let's say 70% of people voted and 70% of those actually voted for us. You'd think that was a really good result, but actually if you do the maths, you probably ended up with something a bit over 50 or 60%, um, which then means that 40% of people aren't really happy that their money's going to fund your decks. So we thought that's not really doing it for the community. That's doing it for a selective part of the community, isn't it? So we thought if we've kind of funded it this way, and we invite people to invest with us, then everybody that invests with us will create an, like a sub-community where they will be committed um, to kind of supporting us, um, you know, making this as successful as possible. And as part of that, they will reap the rewards of it being successful. So we kind of thought it was the fairest way to go about it as well. Cool. Uh, Luquan, did you have a question, mate? Or if not, we'll start rounding up. Uh, I, so I just, I had a couple, um, so like, what would, okay, so for one, who's, who's the, uh, team behind, uh, creating this, uh, two, uh, what's going to separate it from ones that are already, um, on the blockchain? I asked the questions before, but yeah, Rexy, if you want to just answer it again <laughs> quickly. Yeah, um. So this is built on the blockchain. So it's built on Terra Classic. Terra Token is a CW20 token as well. So it's all in you know, a Terra Classic. Um, in terms of the team behind it, if you actually want to have a chat with them, um, just come onto our uh, Telegram or onto our Discord, and you you can chat to any of them. You know, it's um, you probably one thing you probably notice about our Discord. You probably notice a few things about it is that. You don't you don't hear the team talking much, okay? And it's not because we're ignorant. I mean, we've got as good sense of humor as anybody else. Um, and you know, it's, you know, a lot of our team are you know Italians, so they're used to a good night out as well, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's because we're all busy. We haven't got time to talk and kind of shoot the breeze. We do a little bit just to let off a little bit of steam and try to um, kind of liaise with the community. But we kind of think that we're delivering we're delivering what the community wants better by building and creating things rather than telling people about it in kind of like the Discord and Telegram. However, like I say, if you contact us through Telegram and Discord, you know, that's where you'll be able to, you know, get in touch with people because, you know, they can kind of respond to that, um, you know, in between kind and, of... And who, who, would I like. be, who would I be looking for when it comes to talking about the decks? Um, so in terms of Telegram, if you go on there and you... Um, talk to a guy called um, Man12C. Um, so he's the um, 
if you like, the expert smart contract kind of engineer, if you like. Um, there's Frag as well. I mean, you know Frag. I mean, you know, he's, he's been on a few um, kind of videos, um, you know, you know, kind of fully docked as well. So, you know, Frag's the, the L1 engineer. Um, and then we've got a couple of other engineers as well there. Um, one's Antonio and the other's Cronty. Um, and, you know, the, there's other people within the team as well. But they're, they're the ones that are focusing more on this particular application. Um, but yeah, just just come into any you know, Telegram or Discord. Just you know, ask for an admin and say I want to know about X, Y, and Z, and you know we'll we'll do what we can to to answer it. Um, like I say, we we don't expect that we're a hundred percent right on everything. We expect that we will do what we can to get as much effort in so that we're delivering the best possible thing that we can with our capabilities. Um, and I think for anybody to say that they've got anything 100% right, I think they'd be kidding themselves as much as anybody. So, you know, our whole ethos is that let's learn from the community, our customers, um, for others out there. Let's collaborate with others and let's deliver the best possible, um, you know, DAP, DAP that we can. Um, which, again, is why, you know, this the, the Terra token is actually, you know, got a governance kind of equivalent within it. Um, which means that the parameters within the um, within Terraport um, can be adapted and changed as we move forward um, based on the evidence of performance and so on. Um, so, you know, it's very much a, a community-governed and driven project. Cool. I uh, hope that answers Lukewarm's question. Um, have you got time oh, for one more question? Sorry, sorry WSB. I'm, I'm, so I'm writing, I'm writing down who I would contact. What were the names of the people uh, that, I would, that I would contact? Well, if you go on to um, um, if you go on to the Telegram group, um, you know, just like say ask for an admin. But if you say man man twelve C or Cronte, um, and you'll not be far off, or even myself, you know, and we'll point you in the right direction. Okay, it all depends. All depends on what it is that you want to know. You know, we're all we very much deliver a an organisation where everybody is empowered to be the best person that they can and to utilise the skill set they've got. Um, to the you know to the best ability um we don't have a, like a blame culture or anything like that we're, we're a very sturdy and resilient kind of team it's um in terms of my kind of experience across these last kind of eight or nine months in terms of you know discords and so on it's we've had hardly any kind of changes to our, our kind of team and the current team that we've got other than taking on classy crypto and um, we took on a graphic designer just this weekend actually um it's not really changed since probably October. Um, you know, if you come to our team, you come to our team because you want to be in a team and you want to be in a team and be there for the long run. You know, we don't have people just kind of turn up for a few weeks and then leave and, you know, have a bit of a, you know, row or anything like that. It's, you know, we we stick out. And in fact, we there isn't any kind of falling out on our kind of server either. Um, you know, we we look at it as a, we look at our group as kind of being a a family, really, and very kind of tasked focus. So you know, we we just get on. Um, in fact, from day to day, I mean, you, you know, um, you know, we, you can go two or three days without talking to a team member because you've you're really busy doing what you're doing, and everybody knows what everybody else's tasks are. Um, so we just kind of get on with it. All right, I'm, I'm done with questions to USB. Yeah, you are. So, you know, we don't micromanage, um, you know, we empower and it's it's more of a kind of a modern kind of approach, um, you know, that you you get within more 
kind of mature um, generative kind of businesses. Cool. Thanks for your question, Luquan. Uh, do you want to take one more, Rexy, or shall we finish it now, mate? Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, not is it not stuck leg? This last question for today. Do you want to go ahead, mate? I love this name. It's a brilliant name, isn't it? It's one of the best names there is. I just have a, a question for you, more so not having the knowledge and, and being fairly new to this. I jumped in the Twitter spaces. I'm now learning the the uh, Discord, uh, navigating my way around all that stuff. But what I see a lot of is with Terra, Terra Vita and uh, now Terraport, you guys post something, a statement or something. And then as I'm reading the comments, I see, you know, scam or something negative. And 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 my my first thought is what as what can we do as a community to help dispel that because obviously i'm here cuz i believe in what you guys are doing and i think we all are and then if somebody's in there jumping in reading your stuff my assumption is they somehow believe in it or they want it to succeed but then they're saying something negative so what can we do as a community to kind of help that? We don't have the knowledge to build stuff, but how can we promote this other than just retweeting? And is there any way we can do that? Because I see it all the time and I'm sitting there going, why are you even in the space? Yeah, it's, um, I, th I think it's a really, sorry, you finished no, your question. No, that's it. I just, I, I just, you know, I see it all the time and I'm, uh, I just don't know how we can help that because I, like I said, you're there for a reason. And like you've said many times in this, as many people that can do as many things to help this and promote it as a whole community, Lunk, we're all going to succeed. But I see like, if they don't believe in your project, then just beat it. Like don't be there is kind of my thinking. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I thought I'd better check, better check whether you've asked the question after a gazumped hand earlier. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a really good question. Um, and I don't know whether I've got a fantastic answer for it, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you my best shot. It's, um, within our Discord, um, I kind of said this earlier on, using Discord as an example. I mean, it's, it's the same with our kind of Telegram, is that... Part of the reason it's there is to help promote, um, you know, small validators, dApps, and and pretty much anything to do with Lunk. So as part of that, TerraVita is one channel within Discord, and you know we have one for Terraport and and um, and the casino and so on, um, just like anybody else has. So we don't kind of give ourselves preferential treatment. In fact, actually, we don't mod our own Discord. Okay, you know, the community does through people that work with us and collaborate with us. Um, and something that we wanted um, within this Discord was to allow freedom of speech. Um, we think that allowing people to actually challenge you enables you to reflect on what you've done, review it, and maybe actually refine it and make it better. And if you can't, if you can't respond to a, a challenge, um, a constructive challenge, I mean, and a logical one, 
then actually, you know, it's a good opportunity to rethink what you're doing. Now, I think picking up on some things that you're saying is that um, a lot of people, they ask questions and the challenge, maybe not in a particularly logical way. And it's more fun. And, just, and regardless, just however much logic there is in your answer, they just will not listen. You know, the, the people that think, you know, that, um, you know, that they'll argue night is day till, uh, you know, to the end of the world, if you like. Um, so I would say that the best way to support not just Terraport or Terravita or any, you know, um, um, you know, progressive kind of group within the ecosystem is, I think, I think we have to address serious concerns. I think we need to support those that are actually building. And as you say, a lot of that it comes down to um, probably from a Twitter perspective, kind of retweeting or um, uh, or kind of liking and so on and, and sharing and that type of thing. Um, and then also kind of sp spreading spreading the word. Um, I still think there's a latent issue with Terra Classic or Long that I think a lot of people still think we're a dead chain. Um, now, obviously, we're, we're not a dead chain. Um, but the way to get that out there is for us to, you know, to talk about it, to, you know, um, help the kind of, you know, influencers and the people that are having the conversation. So, you know, just like this, with, you know, with Trader kind of Rocco, um, you know, take part, be a voice that's heard. Um, and if you've got obvious fudders, I mean, my, my approach to, my approach to fudders is if it's something where they've got an obvious concern, I tend not to address it directly on Twitter. What I tend to do is I tend to talk to them all individually and it takes a long time, but I get to explain what, get to explain the facts um, and certainly our kind of ethos. And that tends to, maybe I've just been fortunate up to now, but that tends to help people understand what we're really about, give them a bit more kind of, kind of trust now that's like i say it's you, you can't do that with everybody because there's just too many people out there but um yeah it's you know like i said just be just be an active voice active person within the community support people building out there not just those you know anyone else like I say toxic labs or um you know anybody that's either building on terra classic or using using lunk um, you know, it's, it's the turnover that we need. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be built on long, although it's, you know, the ideal. Um, like the like the casino, it's not actually built on Terra Classic, but it uses it and it uses lots of other um, coins as well. But everything that's that we use, so excuse me, that's used within the casino, um, we, you know, we, we burn 0.2% of it as betting burns. In fact, we burn more through people using F in the casino than what we do through people using Lunk, um, which is maybe interesting to know. Um, so the more the more successful we can get the casino and the more we can attract people to that and bring liquidity into Lunk, um, you know, the, the better for everybody. Oh, well, well answered. Uh, and, and I'll just add to that. It's a good question that you asked about, you know, people saying this, you know, things are scam and fudding. I think it's a, it's a good balance because there are scams out there. It's just, you know, doing your research, having, you know, being curious, asking the right questions. Um, so it's not just calling everything a scam and not putting your money or risking your money into anything or, or the other hand of just like trusting everyone. So it's a balancing act, I'd say, uh, not 
that would be my answer to your question. Uh, Lunatic had one final question, and then we'll start. I always struggle to finish this um, spaces, Rexy, because questions keep coming up. But yeah, Lunatic, do you want to go ahead, mate? I think. Yeah, I mean, we also have PSX. Uh, I, I also just respect him. Would it be okay for you guys to let him ask after my uh, last question? Yeah, yeah. P- PSX, if you go ahead, and then Lunatic will we'll finish, finish the spaces. Go ahead, PSX. Thanks, WSB. I'll make this really quick. Uh, and I don't mean to temporarily steal the. Uh, <clears throat> the thunder from uh terraport's decks uh but uh for nut nut stuck i can't believe i'm saying this but nut stuck uh, <laughs> uh, it's a brilliant name isn't it? i wish i thought that one on myself because mine's got yeah, yeah. Um, my name yeah, I'll have to get you connected with uh, Chuck and the Duck. But uh, to address your concern real quick, I won't give you a, a long monologue. But um, as far as uh, you know, a more practical approach, I think that's something I would recommend you get in connecting with Lunk Eight Hundred Eight because he's been in conversations with this other team. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lunk. It's Lit Litany. I think it what it was. Mm-hmm. Like you had a or something. They were doing like proof of talent, proof of skill set. Uh, yeah, there and there, they were. Uh, so I would recommend you talk about that with Link Eight Hundred Eight. I think they may have a practical solutions. Think of it as like a, and I could be wrong. It's it seems more like a LinkedIn for the blockchain, so to speak. Um, and then two, and then the, and then getting to my question for Rexy's, um, I didn't catch the, uh, the the dev's name or your decks. Can can I get that name real quick? Yeah, it's called, uh, it's actually in the title here, it's Terraport. Um, Terraport is the name of the, is the name, yeah. who's the, I'm sorry, the, the dev, the dev, I'm sorry. And we've got a number of devs, uh, Man12C is the, the smart contract uh, expert, you might say. Mm. But there's, you know, there's plenty of other people working on it, but if you come into our Discord or you come into Telegram. I just, I just, I just, I just need a name. Just a couple of names. Yeah, man, twelve. You say man, man, twelve, like M A N one two C. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. And that's the point of contact. Yeah, that's that's probably the best one to be fair, or Karante. Okay. All right. You said Telegram. Yeah, Telegram will be that. Um, you'll. You'd probably be, you're probably better off on Telegram. Um, that's where they uh, uh, right. probably more available is probably the better way to put it. But like I say, you know, if it, if you ask for if you've got a particular question or anything like that, and just post it or to, to an admin there or anything like that, um, and you know, I'm sure they kind of get in touch. It's um, as I was saying earlier on. I don't know how long you've been here, um, but we're all busy actually kind of building and doing things. So we don't actually spend a lot of time on our telegrams and discords, which is probably why they're not as developed as what they could be because, um, you know, we, they've maybe not been such quite as vibrant discussion kind of places with the actual kind of devs mm-hmm. because we've been concentrating on building. Um, you can't build and talk really, can you? And we don't sure. have mods. Um, you know, it's, um, we, you know the people are actually doing the building and and kind of working. You know they um, they kind of you know feed into these and and in terms of the Discord, as I said earlier, um, the majority of the admins or pretty much all of them within our um, within our Discord are actually people from other groups um, because we look at it as a community Discord. So we we wouldn't want to be kind of held as being 
um what's the word censoring it our kind of self so the community kind of kind of does that so you're telling me the um makes you uh, I'm, I'm sorry i you just told me that the telegram isn't as active but that's no maybe, what to maybe mean, i misunderstand what the, I mean is, maybe oh, i misunderstand okay. the context of that statement yeah. i'm just yeah well what? what i mean is we don't spend 10 hours a day on oh, telegram. okay we're, we're busy working sure. but if you <laughs> but if you okay, want to okay. contact um, if you want to catch some contacts from if you go onto our telegram and leave okay. a message you know we'll, we'll get him back we'll right, get right, back right. that makes sense that makes sense no no okay yeah yeah <laughs> we yeah yeah okay I, I started getting a little worried there all right no appreciate your time uh rexies and congratulations on terraport oh, thank you very much and um you know let's hope it works out really good for the community you'll be fine you got this thank you Awesome. Uh, Rexy, I have one last question before we round up. Uh, uh, I actually forgot to ask the most important question for the traders out there. Uh, where can we trade your token when it launched? Uh, are you planning to list it on centralized exchanges as well, or will it be available only on DEXs? And which ones? Uh, do you have any insight on that? Um, well, it's going to be available on Terraport. I mean, where else would you want to trade it? I mean, come on. It's... <laughs> If, um, if it gets listed on Binance, uh, Rexy can retire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, let, let's hope it's on there by Easter. No, it's, um, no seriously, I mean, we'd, that, that'd be great. Um, and we, you know, we'd love to get, I, I nearly tweeted on this the other day, but I thought, no, it's just going to raise so many questions. Um, I'll not do it. But I was doing some kind of maths and I was looking at the volume um, that Lunk was getting um through binance uk i mean that's where i where i am um and i thought crikey you know if we had that volume the amount that we could burn would be absolutely astonishing um but then also it you know what it occurred to me was that was just a couple of pairs um and we want to get absolutely no end of pairs up and running so you know the the amount of volume that we could get um you know could be you know amazing um it really could but um as part of that um yeah it'd be great if we um you know had terra on binance um and i think that's you know that's certainly you know something that we would be aiming for um i can't give you a date um and i think it would be unwise even to kind of think of anything like that because you know it's, we're very much we're very studious in terms of what we do within TerraVita and we're very careful about what we say so if you actually look at um like things that we kind of tweet and stuff like that I, I i'm prepared to stand up in court for anything that i say on twitter um you know the my background like i said i said earlier what it is in terms of risk and management and things like that um a lot of that involves um being legally compliant you know it's um, that's a, a massive part of what my profession is about. So, and that's the standard that I withheld, that I hold, whether I'm on, um, you know, a Discord server or whether I'm on here or whether I'm on Twitter or whatever, I still work to that standard. Uh, I might include a bit of humour here and there, um, but, you know, I'll, I'll stand up and um, be happily, happily say the same things in a, in a court of law. Um, you know, I'm, I don't treat Twitter, I think, the way that a lot of people do. To me, it's just another medium to communicate, and I try to respect the people that um, I communicate with through it. Okay, um, we'll finish. Anne, did you have anything to say? We're just finishing off now. 
Yes, I know, I know, no, no. But um, I had a real, 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 real quick, 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 quick question. Um, do you think this um isn't anything that's competitive with? It's going to be competitive with Lunk, in a sense of way. What the um the Dex and the Terra governance token? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't. Um. Not at all. It's to to get to certainly in the, initially to use Terra, you've got to buy Lunk. Okay, so if somebody wants to, um, once we're kind of up and running, um, if people want to do that, then you've got to attract them into the ecosystem. And the thing is that most DApps will have their own kind of governance token. Um, so if we don't accept that. If we want to have a rich and vibrant ecosystem where we've got a lot of people building in it, if we don't accept that each of those will probably have their own governance token, then we're never going to get off the ground. And of course, if all these are actually built on Terra Classic and they all, um, uh, you know, initiate the the burn tax each time they they kind of, you know, moved around and kind of traded, um, then actually that creates a lot more kind of volume as well, doesn't it? Um, so the so I don't think that it's it's going to be in competition with it at all. Um, the the governance token in itself, I know people will pull me up with this for using it as a as a um, kind of analogy, if you like. But it's about the closest one that I can think of. Is if you think of the governance token as being the fuel of the um, the fuel of the, if you like, the decks, but also as being the like the equivalent of a share in it. Um, now, if you look at, um, let's say within the UK, well, let's say in America, in America, you've got the standard kind of currency, which is the dollar, um, but then actually you've got a massive amount of, um, you know, companies there as well. Um, and those companies, by and large, will have shareholders. But the shareholders, the actual shares aren't dollars, the shares are shares. Okay, the the parts of that, you know, shares of that company. And that's essentially what a governance token is. It's a share of that kind of DAP pretty much. So in terms of Terraport, you know, that entitles you to a um if you like a percentage of the profit, so to speak, you might say, or the trading fees. So I don't so yeah, so I don't think it'll compete with it all. If anything, it enhances Lunk, um, just as every other, you know, um DAP out there that has a governance token will. We want thousands of governance tokens, and you know, we want thousands of DApps and you know masses of utility. Here. And and if we can kind of create a, that kind of ecosystem, like what it was before the crash, where you got you know some reports of about eight hundred DApps um, that was either operating or or being built, that's what we want. And if if people really want to, um, you know, um, live the the burn narrative if you like that's what's going to get you the burning um you know that constant turnover and particularly if you've got a lower tax as well um because that makes it um less cost prohibitive to actually come onto the chain as well i was playing a little bit advocate of the devil but <laughs> for your answer and why not <laughs> cool well first of all thanks to rexy for joining us today um and sharing 
answering our questions, sharing about Terra Port. I know I've asked a few hard questions. It wasn't to attack. I'm not telling people to invest or to not invest. I just wanted to ask the questions and let you guys decide. Um, and I'm really excited for this uh, DAP. Um, I'm looking forward to it launching, getting loads of volume. I'll try and trade it there myself to try out. Um, and hopefully tokens get launched as well. There's some DGEN activity, more, more activity happens in the Lunes ecosystem. So I'm really looking forward to it, Rexy. Wish you all the best of luck. Um, Lunatech, have you got anything else to say or, or we can give Rexy the final word and then finish off? Yeah, pretty much the same as you said. I, uh, I wish Rexy all the best with the DEX and that it benefits our ecosystem because we're in need of, uh, of uh, utility and volume and anything uh, that can bring this uh, is appreciated. Um, I hope everyone can make up his own mind if they want to participate in pre-sale or not, uh, if they want to wait or not. Uh, we don't tell anybody what to buy or not to buy. And I also want to disclose that we're like not being paid by the team to, to make this AMA or whatever. It's just meant for informational purposes. Yeah, if I was paid, I'd be selling it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, mate. <laughs> no criticism that. allowed then. <laughs> um. Yes, it's. Um, I mean, absolutely. Just to reiterate something that you've said there, it's, uh, anybody that's investing in this, it's the same as any kind of crypto um, or any kind of investment. You know, do your own research. Um, you know, and 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 ask the awkward questions. I mean, um, you know, we've had a significant kind of investment in in um, in Terraport. Um, um, I'm not sure whereabouts uh, we are at the minute, but yeah, probably about three and a half million, something like that. Um, what we think that gives us a message to the rest of crypto is we're alive and kicking okay you know people are willing to invest in lunk again um people have got you know not just the hope value of some way magically getting back up to you know a dollar or anything like that but they're actually investing in you know sturdy well um well kind of created dApps with you know good um kind of you know um business kind of strategy behind it um and i think that sends like i said that sends that message out um that you know come here and, that, and that's that's really what we want from from this and it's same with the casino um you know the more we can make these successful the bigger those adverts are to everybody else out there you know you can't get a better advert for a business person other than showing them a balance sheet where you've got a, you know, a very profitable business. And we've, you know, got the, you know, what's often reported as the biggest, most kind of vibrant, active community in crypto. Um, that's our strength. Um, and this is something that, you know, we really um, kind of identified and kind of nailed when we were looking at designing our hub because our hub isn't about telling people what dApps are on um you know long our hubs about telling dapps how big the community is and the investment potential um so that it makes it attractive you know we want to attract builders not necessarily community we've got a fantastic community and obviously the more that comes into it the, the better um but you know we've um we've kind of got to look at that bigger picture so the more successes we get within Lunk, the more success we're going to have um and as i often say and i'll probably leave it with this if we all do well and we all do well, don't we? Well said, Rexy. Well, thanks for your time, mate. We'll reach out to you again, hopefully, myself for Lunatech. We'll speak to you again maybe in a couple of months' time, see how Terraport's going. And yeah, thanks for everyone that's joined. I'm sure myself and Lunatech will arrange another AMA next week or the week after. And good luck to Terraport and long live Lunacy. Good night, all.
Thanks for having us. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Terraport Dex AMA, hosted by WSB Trader Rocco, recorded on Sunday, February 5th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and heard racist yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The perks gonna cash cow, country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full Spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket There are many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor So someone's looking over me that's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon When that happens And analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like, who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terrace spaces.